with its capital city, Islamabad, known as the second most beautiful capital in the world. The Islamic Republic of Pakistan borders India, China, Iran, and Afghanistan in South Asia. Pakistan has the highest paved international road connecting Pakistan to western China and reaches a height of 15,300 feet. Home to influential people such as the youngest Nobel laureate Malala Yousafzai and world-renowned author Sadat Hassan Manto, Pakistan has the fifth largest population of more than 225 million people. I spoke with my friend Hamdan about his home country of Pakistan. He is currently living in Qatar. However, he is very knowledgeable and shared with me some of the social climate related to politics, sexism, and how Pakistani people are very patriotic and love their country. We spoke about the different locations and cultures of Pakistan and the delicious food. Although people think it's similar to Indian food, he expressed that they have their own unique dishes and cuisine. We even ended our conversation with some fun World Cup talk, which will be held in Qatar in 2022. Hamdan shared that the youth are starting to make a difference through social media, and the best way to create change is to get involved. You know, we have a lot of youth. We can have a very strong voice. Increase your voice on social media, even protest more outside. For example, go out if there's anything wrong. And lastly, it would be actually to take part in the government. These men are getting old, they need to retire, that's it. You need to go and step up and bring the new change. Hello everybody, you are listening to Evan Worldwide. On this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey around the world. You will hear young people's perspectives on culture, conflict, and cuisine. So let's go. Okay, so my name is Hamdan and I am from Pakistan and I am 16 years old. Okay, perfect. Would you say that there's a lot of conflict in Pakistan? Um, as of right now, yes, there is a, quite a lot of conflict and uh, particularly there's a lot of political conflict uh, that is happening in Pakistan right now. Okay, so what are the sources of the political conflict in Pakistan? It's the different political parties that we have over there. There is, a, you know, Pakistan is a country with a very large population. We're talking 200 million plus people. That is more than Russia. So there is different people who support different po political parties and so on. That increases like the clashes between them. And then that leads up to the violence and so on and so on. Okay. And basically in this population of 200 million plus people... Yeah. there's there's just a division like politically yes there is um so we have around three main parties there is some there is a group of people that support each uh, different party and you can also find like in different areas in pakistan where they support one party and the other area will support another and then because of that the uh, people can get very violent uh, between each other and that creates a lot of violence in fact recently there was this uh, regional political uh, election and there were killings and so on that happened in this election uh, Wow. And what election was that for? Was that presidential, prime minister? Um, no, it was not. I think it was just basically pretty much uh, to be like a mayor okay. uh, in a specific region. So it was pretty much, I'm not sure, but I think it was very uh, similar to that. Was it, what city was it in? In KPK. So that's uh, it's the northern area of Pakistan. It's in that state, in that region. And uh, there was not enough security. Oh, okay. Okay. Why do you think there wasn't enough security? The government didn't want that? 
that or people didn't see it as a threat? I think it's because of the fact that the government underestimated the people. Uh, the government, I think, they did send up uh, an apology later on saying, the prime minister, in fact, sent up an apology saying that the government was not fully prepared and did not take the right security measures. And I think it's just them underestimating the fact what Pakistani people are actually capable of when it comes to political views and so on okay okay man that's intimidating and uh, <laughs> is it common for the people to do this type of action or type of like attack and like the government doesn't care is that has that happened before or is this like kind of new it's 100 percent happened before it's been going on for perhaps decades now politically there is a lot of security threat to the population of pakistan and it's just they create the issues and the violence in between themselves it's been going on since ages um to a certain extent where where our, one of our political leaders, uh, it was a female, and she was shot right wide in the open in public. And so there's a lot of these that happen. It's been happening on for decades now. And it's very unfortunate to see that that has not changed and it's continuing for a long time now. The lady that was shot, the female leader, yeah. was she killed? Yeah, she was dead on the spot. Oh, wow. I want to go to my next question. What go social ahead. issues are most prevalent in Pakistan, like racism, sexism, homophobia? And I'm just curious about that killing. Do you think that was an act of sexism? Like if that was a male leader, do you think he would have been shot? To answer your second part of the question first, uh, yes, it could have been sexism. But it's also the fact that that lady was very successful and uh, she was quite a woman who believed on the right views and she had quite reasonably right views and she looked like a person who can take Pakistan forward but then again I think it triggered the Pakistani uh, population or Pakistani leaders that a woman may be leading their country to the future and maybe leading their country to prosper and I guess that's where you can include sexism in it and uh, to answer your first part uh, social issues well as you know Pakistan is a country with very large population you can find an equal amount of all of them you can find racism you can find sexism and you can find homophobia which is very unfortunate but that is uh, the bitter truth. But I think out of these three, the one that would really stand out would be sexism. There's a lot of sexism that happens uh, in Pakistan, whether that be by the community you live in or either by your own father uh, towards his daughter within your own family. I think that's one of the main issues that we are facing in Pakistan right now. Why do you think that the sexism exists? Does it come from like the religious upbringing of the country or does it just come from like traditional values? I think it's because of misinterpretation of uh, the religion. Uh, as you know, Pakistan's uh, main religion is Islam. And a lot of people, unfortunately, have misinterpreted the religion and taken it into the wrong areas. For example, in Islam, it doesn't say that a woman should not work. But as sad as it sounds, the Pakistani population still does not actually follow that. You can find husbands who will tell their wives, who will prevent their wives from going to work. Same with fathers with the daughters, preventing them from further education and so on. So that does happen a lot. Wow. That's pretty sad. Right. However, it's interesting to think about this. Yet, wait, how how many years ago was the female leader that was shot? I think I'm not sure. It was around 2004 to 2006, early 2000. Okay, so, well, I think it's interesting that at the time that was happening, while there was a female leader that was kind of bringing Pakistan to become a more prosperous nation. I think I just think that's kind of interesting to think. It's about. very cool. In fact, if you want to read further upon her, her name is uh, Benazir, and uh, she's wrote a uh, autobiography and I'm actually reading it currently and she's pretty much explained
explained her whole life and how even before the time when she came back to Pakistan and this tragedy took place, she was sent to London and her kids were kept away from her. Her life is very interesting, honestly. Wow. Is that book in English or Urdu? Yeah, it's in English. Yeah, it's, oh, it's in, in English? English. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure if I could read it or not. <laughs> I have a question about like the racism in Pakistan. Would you say that sure. it's like racism or is it more colorism i feel like pakistan is such a diverse country with people of many different like there's multiple different ethnic groups in pakistan like yeah meaning that there are multiple types of different skin colors yes, 100%. so would you say that it's more colorism or is do you think so, there also um, is racism um uh, no i wouldn't say it's colorism there might be but it's a very small percentage compared to the racism that happens colorism like you said pakistan is a very diverse country and we have many different skin colors we have white black mixed even find the law and people from all around you know the regional areas that surround Pakistan and so I think the Pakistan population has come to you know adapt that and uh, accept the fact that there is different skins living next to them there is no issue with that however the issue is more racism than colorism we have a lot of refugees in uh, Pakistan that come from uh, Afghanistan in times of the Soviet war that they had and they can face a lot of racism in uh, Pakistan and so I think there's many other people just like that but colorism I, don't, I wouldn't say so much but there might be okay is there a way that you can tell if someone's afghan versus pakistani can you tell if someone's it's very afghan? hard it's very very hard uh, so th- they speak because they speak the same language and they're they're in the northern part of pakistan right and in the mm-hmm. northern part of pakistan we speak the same language as them we pretty much share the same ethnicity with them it's just that our people are quite racist in saying that they're refugees so they label them as mahajir and so on and they can get mistreated by that they can get discriminated by that at workplaces and so on so it's more towards that side but i mean really we share the same ethnicity with them i just think that's interesting (laughs) how there's racism in pakistan towards them when those people that are racist are the same ethnicity be surprised so are they only in the northern part of pakistan majority they they come to the northern part but then they move to other places of pakistan to find jobs and so on okay it's it's quite funny because like i said we share the same ethnicity right we are Pashtuns, the Afghans hate on the Pakistani Pashtuns, mm-hmm. even though we're the same ethnicity. That's, Quite confusing, yeah. That is a little confusing. I meant to ask this in the question if there's a lot of conflict. How big of a problem is the Kashmir conflict in Pakistan? Unfortunately, Pakistan doesn't really seem to be taking any step towards that. They just speak upon it, they show their solidarity with the Kashmiri people, the Indian side, and everything. But when it comes to Pakistan actually going against India for their, their crimes in Kashmir and them actually going to help and actually give a hand out to Kashmir, it's very minimal. In fact, there's pretty much none, unfortunately. that That's pretty sad. And that is pretty sad. Kashmir shared between Pakistan, India, and is it China? Yeah, a very small part of it. Very yeah, small part. China. And yes. basically, Kashmir is China's trying to take Kashmir or is India trying to take Kashmir? No, pretty much as far as my knowledge goes, it was when in 1947, Pakistan and India were separating. Uh, Kashmir were given the promise that they will get to choose their own land and they will get to choose if they want to be with Pakistan and so on and so on. I would say out of 100%, uh, 50% stayed with India. Actually, maybe more 60% would like stayed with India. Maybe 27, 30% came with Pakistan. But then those Indian Kashmiris right now, they want their own state. They don't want to be with India. But it's quite a huge land and India cannot afford losing it. And that just leads them to committing crime. But that's just as far as my knowledge goes. There's many more stories as to why and so on. Okay, okay. I could see in your face 
face. When I talked about Kashmir, your face kind of changed. I'm guessing it's a pretty sensitive topic. It's quite sensitive, you know, uh, when your own people from the, the people you share the same religion with, it's quite unfortunate to see them. I mean, it's the same with Palestinians. If you were to bring up the Palestinians to me, I would also have the same face of just sorrow and sadness uh, that yeah. I would feel for them. But, yeah. yeah, I get that. All right. So next question. Do you think that there's a shift in perspective in young people or do y- the young people of Pakistan still think these conflicts are valid? Uh, that's actually a very nice question. There's a lot of youth in Pakistan, quite a huge percentage of youth. Fortunately, a lot of them are against these conflicts, not just these political conflicts, but conflicts like social issues such as sexism and racism and so on and so on. And they're always first ones to step outside and raise awareness and do protests if needed to, to spread awareness about maybe someone who has been done wrong against and so on. So it's quite nice to see the Pakistani youth step out and actually raise a voice against these issues that they don't think are right, which is completely true. They're not right. And that, that I think that makes me me really proud about my people and my population that's pretty great to hear and what is it that the youth is doing that is so great like have they made any successful changes to pakistan do you think it'll take a little more time you know it says uh you know one rotten apple can ruin the whole batch uh so it doesn't matter how many good people there are in pakistan uh, there's always going to be the bad batch and they unfortunately always come stronger out uh, with the money corruption and so on i think it will take time it will take time for, uh, for pakistan to recover from these issues and these conflicts but one day we hope to see it yeah definitely we hope to see change for pakistan yeah. what are your thoughts on tiktoks of like the youth being like i love pakistan <laughs> i love it i love it but it shows you how, it shows you how patriotic the people are i mean i won't lie but like our people despite how our country can go down and so on our people are the most patriotic people i've ever seen including me unfortunately yeah. some can go and be nationalists it's a bit sad to see but yeah. patriotism definitely there i don't know if you have it in america but like in Egypt and Iran and such countries, they have this rule where after college, I think, after after high school, you have to join an or join the army for like a year for training and so on. You have it in America. No, we don't. You don't, right? No, it's we the don't. Same with us. We we don't have it either. It's just and the reason for that being is our youth are already so patriotic that they just want to join army. So the government doesn't really need to do anything. So like the, the youth will already just join. Yeah, you don't have to persuade them. You hey, don't that, have to do anything. That I guess that shows a lot of like how much people love Pakistan. 100%. So in the military are there both male and female or is it mostly male uh mostly male but there is female as well female are used more towards like you know medical and so on oh gotcha gotcha all right so next question do you keep up with politics and government in pakistan yes i do I do keep up with my politics and I do keep up with because the government that is ruling my country. That's ruling. Oh, ruling. I thought you said ruining. <laughs> well, it's not really doing anything good either currently. So. Okay, okay, okay. Quite ruining it as well. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get your information when you learn about politics? I get them through social media because I, I live overseas. I'm not in Pakistan, but I don't live very far away from Pakistan either. I live like three hours of flight. That's about it. So it's very easy to get information here. We have a lot of Pakistan and everything and you can get it from your fellow mates and you can get majority of it through social media do you trust the information that you get from social media as you know like social media can sometimes be very biased it depends from what out okay it depends from where which account or which outlet is giving out the information personally i don't trust the pakistan news news media i don't trust them they can create huge lies and so on and they've been proven to do so in the past but there are certain outlets and channels and so on that i trust and i believe that they 
they will give me the right information that I need to know. So whenever you like go back to Pakistan to see your family, do you ever notice like any censorship in the country? Like if you're watching the news or? Uh, no, we don't, we don't see any censorship. In fact, our media can be ridiculous sometimes. They will give out the most useless news just because they need news to give out. It can be so, so useless sometimes. But no, there is no censorship. I don't think there is. But they, there is an issue where, let me just go back to the uh, government and the political side, or maybe a political leader will come and give the news media outlet, uh, outlet some money that, hey, I need you to show out this kind of information or, hey, I need you to prevent showing information about me and so on. So they can be favoritism, but there isn't really censorship really. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so I'm going to go to the next question. Do you have any friends from different countries or have you met a lot of people from different countries? A lot. I have friends from all over the world. And if you would like me to name some, I have friends from people, countries that are right next to me, Afghanistan, India. I have friends from across the globe. You, for example, you're all the way in the US. Yes, and, sir. Uh, so yes, I have, a, I have a lot of friends. I guess it's interesting as a Pakistani and you were saying that you have friends that are from India. I'm guessing you forget the history and like, like you don't care. Like, they're, you know, they're people just like me. You know, to be very honest with you, of course, if it's if it's an Indian and he's completely against Muslims and so on, then obviously I won't be his biggest fan. But other than that, I personally find that Pakistanis and Indians, the people can actually get along really well. We have a lot of similarities and we share a lot of things in common and so we can be great friends uh aside from the political side and the governmental side we don't yeah, really yeah. you know just keep that aside <laughs> yeah we don't just talk keeping about that. that yeah keeping that aside and cricket cricket aside and that aside and then pakistani and indians are amazing people they're best well, friends well who's better at cricket we of course pakistan yeah. is better <laughs> well didn't <laughs> so you we guys just, did you guys win, we like, did. the world Yeah, we did. we did. Yeah, well, we didn't get to win the whole cup, but we definitely beat India. That was our, <laughs> world our, our World Cup ends when we beat India. Gotcha, gotcha. That's hilarious. And when you meet people from different countries, do you see more similarities or differences? I tend to see both, but I would say similarities. I see more similarities. Very nice. For example, I think it also comes because of religion. So when you meet an Arab, you'll find much more similarities uh, with him than you would find, with, let's say, a German or someone, anyone from Europe, because of the religion. You know, culture can be based from religion some, sometimes and in some ways. And so because of that, we can find a lot of similarities. But I have honestly tend to find like a lot of similarities in food for example i know that we share the same food with some of the latin countries like hispanic countries and i never knew that so yeah. there's a lot of similarities as well and it's so funny i found that people from latin america like some yeah. people look exactly like others that are in the middle east and like Egyptian. south asia Egyptian. yes yeah. absolutely Egyptian. it's funny look very similar it's so funny my dad is mexican and he's traveled yeah. like all over the world and when he was in egypt so many people thought that he was egyptian he told me all these stories of people speaking to him in definitely. arabic definitely yeah. you know i can approve that because there's a lot of egyptians here and there's quite a handful amount of latin americans here as well hispanic people and so on and they are quite similar mm -hmm. unless when they have those like mustaches that turn around <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and Other it's funny that, they're very some people thought that i was lebanese you do look lebanese i do 100 yeah you do do you see young people advocating for peace and less conflict in pakistan i mean i know you don't live there but like yeah. on social media or whenever 
whenever you go see your family? Uh, a lot, a lot. For example, if any unjustified murder comes upon or any, you know, any sort of crime uh, that serves like a person wrong. For example, just recently, there was the Sri Lankan guy. And I think you know about it, who was murdered and burnt down by his manager or something, by his boss. Yeah, it was quite terrible. It was very heartwarming to see the Pakistani youth get out of protest, not just in the country, but also pushed a lot, a lot of awareness on social media. And it's quite nice to see that uh, the youth can be realistic about their country and take criticism where they need to take criticism and they can share out their awareness and so on. It's very nice to see. And have there ever been any protests like in regards to maybe Black Lives Matter in Pakistan or like or other types of like human rights issues? I'm pretty sure there's been about Kashmiris and Palestinians, 100%. About Black Lives Matter and so on, there was definitely a lot of uh, awareness and so on that they spread uh, on uh, social media. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to actually taking part in protests on the land of Pakistan and within the lands of Pakistan, I wouldn't say I saw much. Okay. Well, I guess that would make sense because at the time when the BLM movement was at its peak, there was like, it was people were still times. in lockdown. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we still are in COVID times, but you know. Peak COVID times. Peak COVID times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, disclaimer, I tested positive. You did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you positive right now? Mm-hmm. But I don't have a fever, so it's fun. <laughs> have you taken both the vaccines? Yeah, I have. have taken so I'm fine. Dose? Oh, not the booster yet. Did you get run. sick? Did you get sick when you got your first two doses? Uh, yes. Well, I, got I had I sweated out a fever like twice. Same, same. I had a fever and everything. It was crazy. I was like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> yeah, me, my mom, and my brother all felt horrible. And my dad was like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. I know, I know. Even my dad. My dad was <laughs> That's and hilarious. My sister, we struggled so much for like straight three days. I was sick. I was in bed with fever. I had a headache. Oh, I was only for like one day. All right. So I have one last question about like the peace and conflict, and then we'll go to the food stuff, which sure. I'm excited to hear about. How can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace in Pakistan? I know it's a big question. It's it's just your thoughts. There's a lot of, of Pakistanis that are overseas, and it would be nice to see them take more interest in their own country and in their own governments and so on. Just increase their voice on social media. You know, we have a lot of youth we can have a very strong voice, increase your voice on social media and even protest more outside. For example, go out if there's anything wrong. And lastly, it would be actually to take part in the government. These men are getting old. They need to retire. That's it. You need to go and step up and bring the new change. So it would nice. It would be nice to see that. And I have a lot of faith in the, in the next generation of Pakistan. I have a lot of faith in the youth of Pakistan, including myself. And I would love to see the youth of Pakistan, the next generation of Pakistan, make Pakistan a prosperous country. Heck yeah. Pakistan prosperous. I agree. I love that. Now we're going to do the food and culture questions. I'm really yes. excited for these. What are the most popular dishes in Pakistan? Like, is there a national dish? Um, there's a lot of popular dishes in Pakistan. Everyone has their own taste. Everyone has their own speciality when it comes to cooking and so on. I would go for halim, uh, biryani, uh, nihari, palau, and many others. I'll be what? very honest with you, though. I'm not very fond of Pakistani food i don't like our food i've heard about okay. that i heard you were not a big fan of pakistani food i'm not but there is selective food but I why just why are you- i don't know i'm not a huge fan of spices and, and <laughs> you know, curries and so on. i don't know just- i like food from turkey and so on i went to georgia i didn't even like the georgian food oh be quiet yeah you don't you- <laughs> No, georgian food is incredible uh, all right i think our national dish it would be a huge debate 
between Nihari and between biryani. What is Nihari and biryani? Um, okay, so biryani is basically just uh, rice and it is, uh, you know, with a lot of spices and so on. And it comes in different forms. For example, it can come in meat or it can come in chicken. And they add, sometimes they add potatoes in there. Sometimes they add eggs. The Indians like to add a lot of eggs in there. Uh, not so much towards our side. But yeah, uh, Indians can add a lot of potatoes as well. You know, they have their own form of it. We have our own form of it. Mm-hmm. And then Nihari is uh, a stew, kind of. So it is meat that is pretty much made up in stew. It also has a lot of spices. It can be very spicy. And uh, it has like black pepper and stuff like many different spices. And it's mainly made of uh, shank meat. Okay. Or beef or lamb. All right, all right. So hearing these dishes and thinking about it, I'm guessing Pakistan is a country where the people eat more meat compared to in India, where a lot of the people are vegetarian or even vegan, actually. Yes. Uh, definitely Pakistanis love meat we love our meat uh, and uh, India not so much I have a lot of Indian friends and I think it comes off uh, because of their religion you know majority yeah. of their religion is Hindu and they are, can be like vegetarians and so on they don't really prefer eating meat and so I think it's because of that whereas us we love our meat and yeah. I don't know the last time I tried vegetables <laughs> literally you good though I don't remember. Let, let me tell you, I don't like vegetables and I barely eat them. And I know it's unhealthy, but I don't. I'm not used to it. How do you look like that then? How do you look like this when you don't eat vegetables? I don't know. It's God gifted, I guess. God gifted. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's it's the Pakistani genes. Pakistani genetics. Yeah. And, and I tell you a fun fact. I tell you what, we love our meat so much. We love our cows, our goats so much. We eat every single part of it. We eat the brains. Yeah. We eat testicles. We eat whatever comes in there. All right. Hey. I mean, it's the cow. You got to use everything if you really exactly. want to maximize your um your amount meals. that you spend yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. no, definitely. So you would say basically like the national dishes would be either Nihari or biryani. And so what is your favorite Pakistani dish? Mine would have to go to chapli kebab. Chapli kebab? Chapli kebab. Oh, chapli kebab. What, what yeah, is chapli kebab? It is basically ground minced beef. It's put together like a burger patty that you guys have in America. Mm-hmm. And then it's thrown into great amount of oil. And I mean a great amount of oil. And it's basically mm-hmm. just fried up in that. And it consists of uh, spices, vegetables inside that uh, patty. It can even have eggs inside the patty. It can have fats inside the patty. But it's extremely delicious. Wait, it's so what's it called again? It's called chapli kebab. It, this looks good. Good. Dang. Oh, it's it's delicious. I mean, talking about meat, how Pakistanis love yeah. meat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so what do you eat it with? Okay, so we eat it with, you get bread. Like the... You have chutney. Oh, chutney. Okay. You know what chutney is, right? Yeah, chutney. it's like a, between a sauce and a marmalade. To be honest, even I don't know. I, <laughs> to be honest, even I don't know. But I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I would consider it more of a sauce. Okay, okay. It says that a chutney is a spread in the cuisines of the Indian yeah. subcontinent. A spread. A spread, a yeah. A spread. Okay. I have never in my life used it as a spread. Really? Never. Spread. It's, isn't spread like what you like spread on? Bread, like yeah. Bread and so on. No, that's not what chutney is. What? Yeah. Man, Google is so wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe they have some different kind of chutney or something. Because there is many. There's different, different. And 
Japanese. Okay, uh, okay. Japanese. But we have we have this thing that we eat with Japanese kebab in specific. So you get uh we call it roti or rotai, okay. and it's pretty much just flour and put together, and uh, it's like bread yeah. that you get. It's in circle shape, very delicious. And with that, you get chapli kebab and you get uh, raita. Raita is definitely not a spread. I know that much. And you take the bread. You take some chapli kebab, dip it in that raita, and you enjoy your meal. What is raita made out of? Raita, it consists of uh, yogurt and don't know it, but some types of spices and so on. Pepper, for example, some people like to add pepper in there. I'm not entirely sure, but it's very good stuff, to be honest. I'm not a chef like you. I wouldn't really know. It says just, it seems like just tzatziki, like Greek tzatziki. I think it would be pretty much the same as that. It's because it just looks similar. like a cucumber yogurt sauce. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cucumber would be. Let me ask see so it consists of yogurt i know that much it consists of uh cucumbers as well mm-hmm. but i think the greek one would be more thick ours is not very much thick you know my friends who are greek american they've made it mm. for me and i've gone to their house that by the way that lady is so good at cooking um but i love greek food but the husband yeah greek food is so good but so the husband good. will make um his tzatziki sauce mm. and it's it is a little thicker yeah i can i can yeah. say that it is it is more thick compared to yeah. what, what what did they eat it with lamb yeah mostly lamb actually that's nice that's I, lo- well, I, lo- I like greek food a lot greek food i had a lot so... of it in new york oh yeah i keep forgetting that new york is your favorite place in the world oh, one of them not anymore one of wait them. why okay look i went to georgia right yeah when i tell you this place is beautiful it's literally so freaking beautiful man and and it's so like ecological like you want snow it's okay. Just drive one hour away from Tbilisi and you'll get snow. All right. You don't want snow. Just come down to the city. Not going to lie. That sounds like California. <laughs> I've never been to California. Hey, so. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not one yet. day, one day. So do you have a special dish or family recipe that gives you like great memories? I have this very simple dish. It's called, uh, in Portugal, we call it salad. And it's pretty much just a stew with uh, potatoes. can be with chicken or with meat, a meat once again. And I remember since childhood, my grandma has been making the best of the best of these. And my, my, my mom attempts it a lot in our house, but every time she attempts it, every time we tell her, listen, it's great, but it's not like grandma's. Grandma's used to be the best. It used to be super delicious. It used to be like no one else could make it like that. I don't know if she had some secret with it or something. It just used to be the perfect texture and everything. It used to be absolutely delicious. Is and she's, it's such a simple dish. Is she still alive? Yeah, yeah, she's still alive. Does she still make it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. But you you don't have the recipe you don't know how she does it a chef never shares their secret you should know that <laughs> okay but like what if it's what if it's passing down to the next generations you know yeah i don't know to be honest i think she's already already passed the recipe but um it's just the magic of the hand really she's got magic in her hands you know she, even if you give her, her daughters a recipe maybe they're not going to perfect it you know she can be the only one who actually gets it perfect okay i guess <laughs> I believe it's in her hands. I believe yes. it's in her hands. Probably. Or there's just something, or there's just something that they, that she doesn't want to tell. Okay, yeah. You know what? Probably. Grandma, she can keep her secrets. Exactly. I'm pretty sure when Gordon Ramsay gives out his recipes, it's probably that one tiny element that he does not tell. Yeah, little secret. I do that too. <laughs> you do that too. Huh? Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every every chef who knows his stuff does that. Yes. 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 Okay. So, does your family make any puppy? 
popular dishes, but like in a special way, like does your family add something different to the biryani that most people don't do? My mom makes it in her own way and she doesn't really add something special to it, but I think she adds maybe a couple of extra spices or something. And I think because biryani is such a dish that you have to get the timing right. It's a lot of things. It's chicken, it's spices, it's rice, you know, it's a lot of things that are put together. So it doesn't really have to be an ingredient, but I think it's also the timing. My mom makes sure she times it perfectly and everything. So I think that's the speciality of my mom. Everyone appreciates her biryani. I'm not a huge fan of biryani, but if I'm going to eat a biryani, it better be my mom. Other than that, I'm not going to touch biryani. Nice, nice. What are the big differences between a Pakistani biryani and an Indian biryani? To be honest, I think there's can have like potatoes in them. I'm not entirely sure though. But the thing is, I don't like biryani overall. So it doesn't matter. You give me a plate of Indian biryani or Pakistani biryani, my hands are up. <laughs> unless unless it's from my mother. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. What is one dish from Pakistan that when I traveled there, I can't miss? Okay. With you, okay, obviously chapli kebab, but besides that, I would highly like it if you try nihari or halim. What is halim? Halim, all right, to be honest, I don't really know how to describe it because we barely make it because it's very, very hard to make. It's a type of stew, mm-hmm. includes wheat or barley, meat and lentils. Oh, okay. Very so delicious, it's a, yeah. It's a vegetarian stew? Uh, No. Well, I just heard lentils and wheat. I said wheat, meat, and oh. <laughs> well, I probably should have assumed that there's going to be meat in the stew. Yeah, there is, there, is, there is pretty much meat in everything. I mean, if you go to Pakistan and you're really looking out for vegetables, uh, you're not really getting the actual food, to be honest. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. This we is- eat vegetables when we're sick. Vegetables and just like a couple of other dishes that are just our sickness remedies. Or, or we eat vegetables. Who are actually self-conscious about their health and everything. You know, they really care about the health. They will okay. love vegetables. I'm for, I'm, for example, I'm not. I really like to enjoy my meals. Yeah. So bring me meat or chicken. And yeah. I'm not even that fan of a chicken. I love meat. I need yeah. meat. We're here for a good time, not a long time. So give us the meals we want. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you never know. I need my good food. So this dish, uh, Halim, what makes it so different compared to other stews? It's just the texture. It has this gooey-like texture. And it's just so different delicious and it can be spicy but you get these onions right and they're fried mm-hmm. onions they're crispy and you sprinkle them on top of your head and you squeeze some lemon on top of it there's a bunch of spices when you take them with a spoon it's literally it's heaven that's how good it is it's delicious i think it's wow. the texture that makes it so good and the meat in it is like it comes in like a brisket form so it's not like a huge chunk like, oh you know, that, wow that so then it just breaks off like it's... it just breaks off it just breaks oh off and it's just so delicious that is amazing amazing i would definitely like you to try that very unhealthy though oh i was about to ask it seems like it's very fresh because it's <laughs> it like it's, a, it's like lemon and you know you gotta have lentils. you gotta okay. have it hot you gotta have it fresh if it's not fresh it's just not gonna taste the same and what part of pakistan does this dish come from all over but mainly oh, it's all state with the southern and the southeastern part. And what about chupli kebab? Where does that come from? Like the north, north. south, north? Northern Pakistan. Yeah, that is and- mainly majority north Pakistan. And your family's from the north, right? Yeah, okay. that's the thing with Pakistan, I tell you, right? We have food from the north, we have food from the west, we have the food from the east, and we have different food from the south. It's just so diverse. When you go to different places, you have to try different food. 
foods. Is it, so like food from the western part of Pakistan? Is that inspired by like more Iranian cuisine compared to like on the east? It's more inspired by Indian. Okay. Are you Easterns, not sure? Easterns are I would say inspired from India and the southern as well. Southern are inspired from India as well. We have western where we have Balochistan, and I would say they are more Persian. They have this thing that we call sujji, and sujji. it's basically search it up. It's chicken that they make in sticks and they put it in circles and it's just so delicious and they serve it to you with rice wait what's it called again okay it's s-a-double-j-i uh, oh sudji it looks like just a roasted chicken it is it is roasted chicken but the spices on it are immaculate they're so delicious that looks fire god that looks so good i thought that's definitely one of my favorite pakistani dishes as well say i were to take it to pakistan i would take it to a whole pakistan tour first i take it to the eastern part over there i'll give you their pie which is basically a stew and it's a uh, goat's leg that they serve okay okay that absolutely good. amazing very known in the Punjab which is the eastern region of Pakistan I would, yeah. if I take it to the west southwest Balochistan give it this sadji southern I take it for biryani karachi yeah. and in the north I would take it for chapli kebab and kabli pulao and so on and so on wait what was the other one kabli pulao but it's what? not really our dish it's more of Afghani dish but what is it okay it's so it's basically just rice sprinkled with sweet Carrot okay. and raisins and a whole big chunk of meat is kept up on it and that meat is so tender it's like when you pick up that meat the meat is gonna fall off from your hands oh wait 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 wait! isn't this just pluff it is pluff but then it's kabli pluff it's a tiny bit different okay 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 more delicious it's better it's better than pluff like regular pluff oh 100 i had pluff at, a, at a, like a russian restaurant and there were like so many carrots on it and it tasted really sweet it was good but it was definitely missing like one thing like just something i don't know what it was yeah but... you have to come to pakistan try it out i'll tell you though it's an Okay, it comes okay. from Afghanistan. Okay, so what does food mean for Pakistan culture? Like, is food important for Pakistan? Very, very important. Food is extremely important. We love our spices. We love our meat. We love to have amazing food. We, we are people who eat a lot of food in large amount. We love our food to be delicious. We love our food to be spicy. And we like to put it out there. We want to show the world how great Pakistani food is. Because there is always this image that people think, oh, Pakistani food, ha, just Indian food, same thing. But no, it's quite different. And so that's why I think it's quite important. We want to put it out there and show that, hey, we have our own specialities as well. It's not all just Indian. We are inspired. We have the similarities, but we have some special things as well. Definitely. And like hearing all these dishes, I'm like, wow, these are amazing. Can't wait to <laughs> you try them. You must try them. You must try them. And what dish makes you feel like a sense of home? It will, I would go back to chapti kebab. Chapti kebab? And I'll tell you why it makes me feel at home. In Pakistan, in winter nights, when it's like seven, eight degrees outside, quite very cold, we go out there. And we tell the man, give us chapli kebabs. And we don't tell him, oh, I'd like to have like one chapli kebab, two chapli kebabs. You tell them, I want to have a kilo. Or you tell them, I want to have a dozen of chapli kebabs and so on. And they'll pretty much just serve you the chapli kebab. They would put it down in this oil. It would come out. It would be fresh. It would be hot. It would be tender. It would have the perfect crisp to it. And when you have that hot food, that spicy food in this winter, it's absolutely amazing. That sounds so good. And wait, so in good. the winter, is it does it snow in the northern part of Pakistan? There's a lot of snowy areas in Pakistan in the north and in the western as well. And it snows quite a lot. That's super cool. And you I know, just... I just I just found out the other day, LA is actually quite cold. Oh yeah. 
at night, at night in California, it can get really cold. Like sometimes even three or four. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, it's not, not that. think that. Cold parts, Michigan, New York. Okay, you know, those can those get areas. into the negatives. I expected like LA and Las Vegas and them not to stay in like 15 degrees, 17 degrees. Recently in Las Vegas, it has been snowing before, like wow. within the last few years. Yeah, there has been snow in Las Vegas, but like that's not supposed to happen. Okay, so I have two more questions and then we're done. Or let's say I'm going to Pakistan. Where would you recommend me to go? I would definitely recommend you to start off at my place, Peshawar or Lahore. And I would like you first to go ahead and see some traditions of Pakistan, see the crazy traffic that we have here and the spice streets and, you know, the bazaars and so on. I'd like you to see that first. And then I would like you to move all the way up north and you will see the crazy high peak mountains with snow caps and you will just see some beautiful not really beautiful that can be a bit dangerous but it's an adventure some great roads you'll see some amazing scenery all the way up north and i think that's right and i say this with confidence there is no place on earth that is more beautiful than northern pakistan really no place i went to georgia and i can tell you if pakistan improved their uh, security if pakistan improved their facilities and their uh, infrastructure i can tell you northern pakistan will be the most beautiful place on the planet wow I mean, I've heard that Islamabad is like the most beautiful capital city in the world. Second, second most beautiful. Oh, second. Wait, what was yeah. the first? I think it's London. I'm, I what? know. I was as disappointed as you. <laughs> yeah, it says London's number one and Islamabad is two. But the thing I think what makes Islamabad great, it's very, very small. And the infrastructure is amazing. There's a lot of good roads. Roads are amazing. And a lot of greenery. That's amazing. So overall, you'd recommend me to go to Peshawar, Lahore. In yeah. Islamabad. I would recommend you like this. Lahore, Peshawar, and then Islamabad. And then from Islamabad, you go all the way up north to places like Naran or Unza, Skardu. There's a lot of beautiful places. Would you recommend to go to, down to the south, like in Karachi? For the experience? Yeah. But it depends what you're expecting. A lot of crowd and you want to see, you know, a city where the income of Pakistan is. It is the business city of Pakistan. Despite the fact how unclean it can be, it's, it's, it has its own prettiness, its own great infrastructure. It has its own great food. It has its own great people. It has its own great culture. It has his own culture so if you want to experience all cultures of pakistan then yeah definitely okay okay do you like the winters do you like cold i love cold then then we'll definitely send you up to like all the way up to china's border with pakistan where it can get like minus 25 minus 26 oh wow that that's cold yeah. but wait is it i i listen i i love winters right i went yeah, to georgia right it was cold we went first day, we went to the snowy area. It was minus five, minus six. Okay. I like this. This is nice. This is nice. Yeah, Second that's not too bad. For, yeah, I went for snow again. Minus 13, minus 14. And that was eating me. I was like, take me back. That's it. Take me back. I've seen enough, I've seen enough of winter. I want to go back. That's it. <laughs> okay. So one time I went to Minnesota in ninth grade. It was This was actually one month before lockdown start right it wasn't wait i don't i don't know it in celsius but i i only know it in fahrenheit hold on say say it's all right it was negative 15 fahrenheit negative 15 fahrenheit yes oh my days negative 15 fahrenheit that is like that must be like minus 28 or something it was negative 26 celsius negative 26 celsius yeah that's crazy that okay that was cold 
but uh, I, yeah, no I loved it. I loved I it. I love winters. What I like the most is the spring, where it's still snowy, but it's not that hot. Come to Qatar right now in spring. Is it nice during the spring? It's like summer for you guys. It's our spring. Hold on, let me look up. <laughs> LAX to Doha. It's like my. It's like currently over here, temperatures are like 22, 23 degrees. Oh my God, that is way too expensive. Yeah. Damn yeah. it. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you got to get your World Cup ticket. Shoot, I know. I need to get this all out, like all these interviews out. So then like countries, I interview the countries that are being represented in the World Cup. Then they sponsor me to go to Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> now they're Actually, Qatar is going to give out World Cup packages, so good deal. But the tickets are very expensive. You're yeah. from which team would you support? Costa Rica? Uh, here's the thing. Or Italy? I don't think Costa Rica is going to be in it because we have to go against Panama next month, and Panama okay. is. No, Panama's number four, and they only oh. allow four teams from the North America. And the thing is, Costa Rica and Panama have such a rivalry in soccer. Like, it's so bad. It's okay, kind of bad. Okay, you think that's about Portugal no, I... and Italy? What do you think will go wrong? Oh, Italy will we'll destroy Portugal. <laughs> yes, we are going to you weren't there. In, you know you weren't there in the 2018 World Cup, right? Yeah, no, but I was there for the 2020 Euros. Oh, yeah, but that was the Euros, and you guys were in. Boom. We were more recent. That was more recent. And heck, we won the whole thing. Yeah, to be honest, to be honest. Yeah, I'm scared for Portugal. I want Portugal to qualify, though. Wait, Portugal might not qualify? Yeah, well, if, it, if Italy wins, then Portugal will not qualify. Yo, what? Yeah, and you want to see Ronaldo here in his last World Cup. Shoot. But we didn't qualify last time. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> and I... But yeah, I say, you come and you want to support Italy. That one ticket, like, all of Italy matches will cost you, like... $2,000. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's quite a lot, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Although, I would just root for any team that beats England. I'm just going to say that. Any team that beats England, I'll I'll, I'll be happy. We're speaking to an England fan over here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but don't you guys hate England in, like, cricket and know. other things? Us? No. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Wait, I have one last question. Sure. Okay, so I want you to imagine that you encounter someone who has never heard of Pakistan before. Right. Now, you can tell that person one thing about Pakistan. What would you tell them? I would tell them that you want to see some beauty, go to Pakistan. You want to see natural beauty, you have to go to Pakistan. You want to experience some adventure, you want to meet a lot of new people from different kind of places, you need to go to Pakistan. You want to enjoy great food, you need to go to Pakistan. You want to enjoy hospitality, you want to go to Pakistan. You want to enjoy free stuff, you got to go to Pakistan. <laughs> free stuff? If, yeah, if you tell them, if, if they see you and you tell them I'm from America and I'm from, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a visitor, they'll just give you free stuff. What? A lot of the places, yeah, a lot of the places. And it's very cheap and it's extremely cheap for outsiders let me just take the example of a jet ski right a, a leisurous activity how much is a jet ski in the in the u.s one hour if you want to rent it i have no idea <laughs> I have to look. check it out check it out jet ski price jet ski rentals okay maybe like 65 us dollars 65 us dollars right yeah in pakistan it will not cost you more than four to five dollars what yeah <laughs> I've literally spent $4 on a vending machine. 
it's super cheap it's super cheap literally it's like you want to stay a five-star hotel in let's say us right usa that's sort of cost? that could be like 300 400 dollars for like a for like a not as good one no for a super super top top one. Oh, for like the best okay that best. would be maybe like a thousand thousand dollars right one night in pakistan best best for like we mean the best best hotel you'll get one night easily for 300 400 dollars literally easy so cheap for outsider it's a heaven for outsiders man it's absolutely amazing anyways that's about it really no how thank you for having me and allowing me to do an interview with you how do, how do you say thank you for doing this interview with me in urdu pushto arabic which one native language okay that would be pushto masara the interview again masara <laughs> masara it's very long I'll, actually i'll just make it short for you how about thanks for giving me your time yeah perfect taso waqt rakolo dabara der merbani again taso taso khpal khpal waqt waqt rakolo dabara rakolo dabara der der merbani merbani just say just say der merbani der merbani 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 merhabani yeah merbani merhabani that sounds like merhaba like in turkish it's persian a lot of the words from turkish are in first of all a lot turkish arabic persian it's made up of these three languages that's so cool well merhabani thank you for listening to my global youth's perspective podcast My goal is to share insight into the lives and cultures of my friends around the world, and hopefully we can listen to each other, bridge our differences, and make this world a better place.